Recording in progress. You know what? I probably shouldn't have pressed record because I just realized <laughs> this is about to be mean. Uh, I'll, I'll cut this out. But I had to get away from a conversation a while back from a, a, a guy our age who, like, kind of – we started talking about movies or whatever. I don't remember how we got onto Pixar stuff, but he started, like, going in on all the Pixar – like, how they're all connected and this this whole thing and they all take place in the same universe. And he was, like, almost like – not like conspiracy theory, but, yeah, it was like conspiracy theory type of, like – you know how you talk to a conspiracy theory guy and they won't let you leave? Yeah, they, they want just, to keep you there. They want to keep you there. They, they have, want to turn you over. They have all these examples about shit you've never heard of and you just have to like believe them. Yeah. And he, and he could, but also, I don't watch Pixar movies. Um, again, nothing, like I said a few minutes ago, off, off mic, nothing against them. I just don't watch kids' movies. I don't watch cartoons um, <clears throat> or you know, animation stuff. Except for, I watch, a, you know, I watch Family Guy. It's the only cartoon I watch. Uh, but we're the only type of, but anyway, he was like going on and on. It's like, did you know that toy story three is in the same universe as, uh, um, cars. And I was like, dude, I didn't know there was a toy story three. Like that's how I, I'm not, the, I'm not the guy to be talking because like, he's like, you know how all the cars come to life whenever people aren't around. I was like, I didn't know that that was what happened. I thought they were just always alive. I don't know. I, I just don't. I'm completely out of the loop. So I it's don't. Okay. It's okay. But he's a friend of mine. So maybe I shouldn't say on the podcast that I didn't enjoy that. This We've had thousands of conversations and he's very fun to talk to. This is the only one I didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, was, I, was, I felt trapped because I couldn't express that. I felt trapped. I felt attacked. I didn't feel <laughs> did attacked. not know what to. Explain. I didn't feel attacked, but I didn't want to be like. I didn't want to be like, dude. I'm we're I'm way too old to even understand any of this. In parentheses, and so are you. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do that because again, he's a friend of mine, and that's mean. Yeah, but that's I mean. just had I had no way to like extricate myself from the conversation. That's like I clearly. I have nothing. I got no idea what's going on. I've got nothing to do with it. You're good. Um, but for that reason, <laughs> for that reason, we shouldn't talk about whatever <laughs> movie you're talking about about the little girl. Uh, okay, fair. I'm sure it's fine. I mean, I'm sure it's great. I don't know what people could possibly be complaining about. I like. Yeah. there are. I'd like to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I I know why people complain. People complain because everybody sucks. <laughs> it's not like people suck. Yeah, people just can't. I don't know, but it, whatever it is, I'm I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure kids will really enjoy it. If there's a lesson to be had, I'm sure it's done well, and the kids will learn it. That's like that's that's all great. Uh, but I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't think we need to do an episode on it. Huh? Uh, two two guys in their thirties talking about a cartoon wherein a little girl. Uh, experiences the puberty i don't think anybody's looking for our take on it I, fair yeah, fair I point, hope, fair I hope point. The, yeah i hope the target audience gets whatever message out of it i'm sure it's fine what if there's kids that are looking for adults point of views about the movie though and they're like let me just youtube this real quick and then we pop up i swear and then okay. we start a whole i don't know if that's happened, but i'm a i'm a teacher i'm, I'm a <laughs> i teach little kids all the time i'm a music teacher 
Um, I teach piano and drums. If you're a little, if you're a child, if you're a kid and you've stumbled upon my YouTube channel, this YouTube channel, to us talking about movies, if you have any questions about what's going on in your life, please ask your parents or a trusted guardian or even a teacher at, you know, that's a last resort. Ask your parents first or a sibling. <laughs> ask somebody in your life that cares about you. Don't ask, do not ask <laughs> the two guys on this screen. We don't know you. I don't know your, you know. Situation. Yeah, I don't know what your family. I don't want to say anything that would upset your family. I certainly <laughs> don't know the answer anyways. <laughs> Turn this off if you're a kid. This isn't. Leave immediately. Yeah, leave Unsubscribe. Right get the fuck out. <laughs> Please. Your family cares about you. <laughs> Unless your dad is a Ghostbuster. <laughs> Egon um, doesn't care about you if you're his family. But everybody else, I guarantee your parents are the people to ask. I went to Target yesterday, two days ago, and uh, they had Egon in toy form, but ghost form. Uh -huh. I was like, wow, this exists. And it says the the family that busts Ghostbusters. <laughs> cool, because it had the daughter or the granddaughter right next to it. I was like, what the fuck? It had the family that Ghostbusts, what, stays together? That's clearly not what happened. Not the case. Not the it's case. quite literally... Not yes. what happened in the... It's the entire premise of the film is that that's not what happens. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. But Maybe you should have done less ghostbusting and more taking your daughter to ballet, asshole. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what, man. You know, that's all been covered on our forthcoming... No, previous... Ghostbusters is coming out next week, I think. Okay, cool. So this will all be covered then. Welcome to Let's Get Trashed, everybody. <laughs> I don't oh, know if we'll have any of that previous conversation. I might cut that all out. That's fine. You do what you need. It's not necessary. It didn't improve it definitely, the current it conversation. definitely wasn't artfully done or elegant. <laughs> I like how you're like, I need to record this. I was like, all right, bro. And then you well, did. I, was like, I thought it was right. going to be funny. I thought it was, it was just gonna, mean. Yeah. I, I, well, that is what funny is. That is funny. But yeah, I thought it was going to be funny. And then I realized, oh, wait, this is, you know. This is a real person I'm saying this about. <laughs> so never yeah. mind. <laughs> Learn lessons. That's why um, that's why I prefer to if I'm saying anything negative at all, I prefer to say it about corporations. Oh, because nobody can there's no nobody face. can blame me. And they're definitely way more evil than but I could ever be than, than a person I had a boring <laughs> conversation with one time. So That's fair. Um Usually, my vitriol is reserved for Disney. Although, I, in a roundabout way, technically, Disney made this film that we're talking about today, The French Dispatch. Did they really? It's a technicality. I, you know, because it's made by Searchlight, which used to be Fox Searchlight. Back when Fox existed. Disney bought Fox Entertainment and therefore owns everything. <laughs> they own Family Guy. Yeah, I know. They own The Simpsons. They took Family Guy off of the song. Yeah, that makes sense. That's crazy. Because that's Viacom. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
I mean, again, the fact that Disney owns The Simpsons is wild. But yeah. anyway, so now they own Fox Searchlight. They got rid of the name and changed it to just Searchlight. And Searchlight makes good films, and including The French Dispatch yeah. um, and plenty of other stuff that's, that's yeah. very good. It's very so good. Searchlight is a good studio. I don't think Disney – I think this movie might have been, you know, in – I think this might have been in pre-production before Disney even bought Fox. Maybe. But nevertheless, I promised I would go at least one episode without trashing Disney. And Just one? <laughs> instead, at least one. I don't want to do this every week, but I, 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 I found one. But I'm going to. I have one week where not only am I not trashing Disney, I am praising them. For uh, for acquiring a good film studio that puts out good movies, I'm sure the folks at Disney, I'm sure they definitely cared about the artistic integrity of the studios they purchased, and it wasn't just a big cash grab, cash grab yeah. to fucking destroy the ecosystem of film in Hollywood. <laughs> Nevertheless, welcome to Let's Get Trashed. Yeah. Which I'm actually having a drink today. How about that? Oh, wow. Already. So, it's 1, one o'clock for one me. Oh, that's fair. And I've got a whole long day of South by Southwest. Oh, how's do. that going, man? I don't know. I have not gone. I've gone one time Monday morning to pick up my wristband. Nice. And then I haven't gone back since. Oh, shit. Does but, you have uh, just music or is it music and movies? <clears throat> my wristband as an artist um, gets me into all music stuff and then it gets me like standby into other stuff. I could have gone to some movies. I thought about it. I looked at some movies. Should have. I know. But going downtown, I was just stressing me out. I did a bunch of other stuff yesterday that was like really rewarding and and relaxing and stuff. So not relaxing. Do what you feel. I did a lot of projects. I did want to go see X. That's the movie I wanted to see. Oh, the is that a twenty four? Yeah, that's the okay. Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy and, and uh, someone else. Girl's name. Yeah. Which Kid Cuddy was DJ Cello, right? Or am I thinking of somebody else? DJ. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that is from him. Uh, okay, yeah. from Don't Look Up. Okay, uh, yeah. but that's when I. Okay, that's so, the first time I ever heard of him, and he was very oh, funny okay. on that. I, he only was in it for a few seconds, but he was very funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I guess I he's, enjoyed it. he's a he's a musician of some cor- uh, Correct. some yeah. kind. He's a really good musician. Okay. Really, really good. What what genre? Uh I guess rap technically. Okay, so he's a rapper, but he's making the transition to doing movies and stuff. Yeah. And also shows. He was in uh Westworld. Really? Yeah. What season? The last season. Who was he? Uh it was the I don't know if spoilers, but uh, he's the friend that Jesse Pinkman kills. Season three of Westworld was a couple years ago, so you don't have to say spoilers. Well, I know, but I but also just in case the friend that that the friend that uh, yeah Jesse uh, Aaron Paul yeah Aaron, Aaron Paul Aaron kills Paul kills him. Oh, because they both have yeah. like PTSD from soldiery stuff, right? Except it yeah, turned out also, to all be. Did that season make sense to you? Um, it wasn't great. It was a mixed bag, but it wasn't. It was confusing if you haven't watched the show, 
but overall, I got the general understanding of what was going on. Yeah. I think they... It was also a shorter season. That only had like eight episodes. And the regular yeah. seasons had ten, I think. Which... the That season was in... It wasn't like the other two seasons. And I think they're trying to do it like... I think it's True Detective, where it's like completely different stories, but same universe. Well, I mean, they're not completely different stories. All three of those seasons were linear they, and connected. They do, but there's like they're following a completely different character now. Well, and yeah, kind of right. But also, they tried to do too much. It, they had ten episodes a season to like have this kind of self-contained story inside the park yeah. of of a guy like discovering the park. And then, of course, they had the other storyline of one of the robots finding its its uh, awakening. Yeah. Uh, then season two, they it was it was all about the 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 robot revolt. Yeah. After that first robot found its awakening, it was able to do other stuff, and they they just split that up into like two timelines to confuse people. Yeah. But either way, it was a self-contained story about like what's going on inside the park at the moment we're seeing. Yeah. The third episode, the third season, had less episodes. Yet they tried to do so much more. They introduced us to the f- real world, which yeah. is way bigger than an amusement park. And then they had <laughs> yes. all these different elements that they tried to like inform us about. Like, here's what the military is doing. Here's what this big corporation's doing. Here's what these scientists are doing. Here's what the robots on Escape are all trying to do. So we had like less episodes, forty different locations, different stories everywhere, different stories, different like motivations and everything. It was just yeah. so much, and they didn't do it well. And I legitimately don't remember like who was doing what, who survived, what was the point of any of this. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't even know. Are they making more? They are making a fourth season, I guess. Don't know how that's gonna go because I'm like I think a lot of people just dropped off on the season because it was just so much shit going on. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, that's another Jeffrey Wright thing. We've watched a lot of Jeffrey Wright things. Yeah. He's been a lot of shit. A lot. He is in a lot of stuff. And he, again, as we've said before, he's a guy that is the same in everything. Yeah. Um, and in the French dispatch. Yeah. He's the exact same. He, same. Uh, yeah. In today's film, the French dispatch by Wes Anderson, Jeffrey Wright is the same as he always is, which is not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I actually like that. You know, I mean, guys like guys that can do that are very they're consistent. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah, they're the same. They can't do it. Yeah, they can do Maybe that one can. thing really well. Exactly. It's like uh, a savant. Is that what a savant is? I don't know. I thought that's what it was. Like really good at one thing. Oh, I don't think that's what it was. But whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> um, either way. Either way. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright's great. Uh. He again. We've talked. I've compared him to like Mark Wahlberg and Morgan Freeman and, and a number of other actors who are the same in everything. Um, although he's less charismatic than both of those guys, but that makes uh, him yeah. more things. He's a you know, yeah. I don't know. You wouldn't call him a character actor because he's not playing characters. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Right. He's playing the same guy. Yeah, every all the way through. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Question: Out of the, I believe there's five stories in this movie. Okay, yeah, the French Dispatch is set up yeah. very uniquely. It's written so well. It's such a great movie. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, five stories. I thought it was three. 
Oh. Plus a couple other little things. I think they all coincide. Well, yeah, it, it's all yeah. together. It, it's presented these, these four or five different narratives are all presented as different features in a magazine. Um, there's the art column, and yes. here's what's in the art column for this edition of the magazine issue. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the the city like man about town. Here's yeah. what's in today's column, and it's the what was the other one? Um, what's the other ones? Oh, the uh, the the profile of a of a the the food column. Yeah. The profile of a chef. Yeah. Oh, who's dealing with shit on his own level? Right. Which well, that is was crazy. That was the so editor. Beautiful. That was the editor in chief's complaint, which is like, <laughs> this is a food column, and you don't <laughs> you don't mention the food at all. He's like, well, I thought the other stuff that happened was more interesting. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite story from this? Which, like, I don't think think this is Wes Anderson's best film. Um, but I think there's some really good little moments in this, these short films, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I see. I, I mean, mine is going to be the concrete. The, like that one was really good. The Benicio like del Toro. The artist. The artist. Yes. Yeah. The artist, the, incar- the artist in prison. Yeah. That was great. I mean, again, it was all great. I love this movie top to bottom. Um, oh. it was, yeah, I think it was great. Um, uh, I would have to say my favorite one, just because it was the funniest one, was at the very beginning was Owen Wilson as the, um, you know, doing a profile of the city on we, yeah. on we sur Blase, which is a funny, a funny French name for a town, um, for a fictional town. And he did this thing and he's on the bike and it's just like, he, that's the only time that it was like really, you know, the, the sillier like laugh out loud stuff. Yeah. Um, he rides the he accidentally rides the bike down the stairs. Yeah. Or he he gets knocked off the bike and it keeps going in such a beautiful in such a beautiful uh, shot of like practical effects. I don't know. It was awesome. It's so wow. good. Uh, but that was really short. That was only a couple minutes. Yeah, that was like seven eight. May, yeah, maybe less. The, it didn't feel bulk, that long. Yeah, but, the bulk yeah. of the movie is the other two storylines. Which is Tilda Swinton, um, who's giving a lecture, talking about the article she wrote of uh, Benicio del Toro in prison. Yeah. This brilliant artist uh, who's incarcerated, and he's he's discovered by Adrian Brody. He does a killer job in this movie. Every actor is great in this movie. Huh. Oh, no, I'm forgetting. So there's that. I forgot my I forgot my other favorite one after after the short Owen Wilson one. There's that. There's the the youth rebellion. Yes, that was my of the longer ones because the Owen Wilson one felt like just like a short of the, the manifesto. Ones, yeah, the the youth rebellion one was my favorite one, but of course okay. that had your boy Timothy in it. T- Tim Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> that had Timo. Uh, <laughs> this kid, again, I have it in my notes. Quote, I wrote this down. Quote, another banger for Timothy. 
perfect, hilarious, awful mustache. He has the worst mustache in this movie, but it's perfect. I mean, it looks like yours. I mean, that's how that's, bad it that's is. That's cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> no. I his, like that one. His is wispier than yours. Because he's, he's like playing a... A teen. Yeah, he's playing a teen that's like barely can grow facial hair. Frances yeah. McDormand is great in that. She is. Um, that was a good one. And then the... The last one was uh, Jeffrey Wright doing the profile of the of the police chef. Police chef, yeah. Which was good and fascinating. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that was really well executed. Um, yeah, I. Um, this film, again, I don't think it's his best, but it was good. I. I think the story. I think this was shot during COVID, so I think that's another issue on its own. It seemed like it because it was like so the story. I get it's in the newspaper or I guess the dispatch, and this mm-hmm. is the information you're getting. But like the way it came out was, it was too separate and a little jarring with each story. But I get it because that's kind of how newspaper goes. Right. That's what's so ingenious about it. That's what's so inventive is that it's a it's several different narratives. It's not one long film. It's not even a sitcom with a plot and a B plot. It's mm-hmm. not Seinfeld where all four characters combine at the end in some crazy mismatch. It's just separate things. The only thing that connects them is Angelica Houston's narration in between those segments as she goes back to the editor in chief, which is Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, Who, I don't know, spoiler, passes away. And this is, yeah, they don't know the real spoilers. Yeah. This movie. This is uh, a Wes Anderson movie from a year ago. Uh, it's fine. But it's good because it shows like the development of all these people and what they're doing for this paper and how they treat the, I guess, the news. Yeah. It it's shows... like a whole level of like authenticity that I yeah. feel is really cool yeah. in this specific film. I wouldn't call it news, but you're right. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's this lifestyle magazine that he that he created, but yeah, and it 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 shows everybody's like role within the within Company. the thing, within the within the paper within the magazine. Yeah, um, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. It might be, I'm not going to say it's his best either, but it might be top three. I mean, it's up there for me. Um, I don't uh, think anything can beat Ten and Bombs. I think Royal Ten and Bombs is his right. best. Um, I think. Um, I, I mean, that, I this might be number two for me. Number two, goddamn. Because, uh, because I think I like it better than Life Aquatic. Okay. I th- like it better than Rushmore, which I love. Yeah, I love Rushmore. Um, and then I still haven't seen. I haven't seen Darjeeling. Oh, dude! Yet that's one of my. That's probably my favorite. That's your favorite. Okay, that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the one. What was the one with the? Did he do one with the f- animals? He did one that was like puppets. Oh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That was him. That's good. See, so good. I didn't see that one. I'm sure I'll like it because he's a great writer and a great filmmaker. I yeah. just don't. Uh, I tend to shy away from animation stuff or whatever that is. So I just Fair. I haven't seen it yet, but I will. I'll definitely watch it because I. I I think he's he has on my one list too. of directors that I'm going to watch everything. Like, yeah. I'm rewatching so he has the whole I, category. I love dogs. Too. 
Yeah, Isle, Isle Dogs, Dogs too. George Clooney's a dog, but that's another animation one that I skipped. Yeah, that one, not his best, but it was fun. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. Uh, I just uh, haven't, I just haven't seen it. I know. Moonrise Kingdom. Damn, I haven't that seen one. That I one. love that one. I'm missing out because I do love Wes Anderson, but I love Tenenbaum's Life Aquatic, Rushmore, and then yeah. now this I super duper love. So I think yeah. this might be two for me. But who knows? Okay. Maybe I'll change my That's opinion right. after I watch the more more of the animated stuff that I skipped. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What I love about Wes Anderson is that he does the same thing every time. In the he same, does. As far as which, what may be a a criticism of an actor, I think is a huge boon or a, a compliment to a director. Because guys like Wes Anderson and Quentin Tarantino, I think, are the two most stylized directors. Michael Bay. Ugh, no. Hey, no, no. You, that, you can't be mad. That's a good point. It's, but so, it is exactly the same. He's he's yeah. So Michael Bay's bad. No, no, he is. But so his consistency. Yeah, you're right. Fucking top he notch. He also does the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, with Wes with Tarantino, you know, you're going to get like pop culture references. You're going to get violence you're going to get music contemporary music used in really interesting like memorable ways yeah. you're going to get um you're going to get dialogue that's written like very uh you're going to get super interesting dialogue real quick quick yeah you're going to get like you're going to get these themes of of crime and and uh contemporary society and stuff like that and then you're going to get these these incredible shots of uh you know, I mean, slow, from slow mo stuff to to uh, dancing. He's just, he, every, but you're gonna get the same thing. But he's that's why he's one of the best, is because he he has his style. Yeah. He doesn't deviate it. Doesn't try to do anything else. And everything he puts out is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. Same thing, Wes Anderson. Cinema, cinema, cinematically, dude, you're getting amazing. the same thing every day. It's so good. But it's all so great. As have, yeah, sticking to his guns and doing his thing, framing everything right in the middle. Middle center. Centered on everything. Beautiful. That first scene of the, uh, what was it, the milk? No, the cocktail delivery guy, the waiter. Oh, yeah, going walking, up the... Walking up the stairs, using that... Solid. Yeah. And what you're going to get from Wes Anderson that I love is long, beautifully choreographed shots. Yeah, it's like watching a play. Watching Dude, Wes it, it, it's it. Well, Rushmore, the play in Rushmore, feels like everything. Yeah, he's made. Yeah. It's so good. Those shots of just tracking. I I think you sent me that article. I sent you that Vulture article about that. That, that shit. That long dolly shot. That's yeah. That was so good, man. And, yeah. and just like, if you watch the Darjeeling, it's the same feel, and like, it. Oh, same thing with Moonrise Kingdom. Not Moonrise Kingdom. Ah, oh, fuck. What's it called? It's the one where the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, Hotel, Grand yeah. Budapest, yeah. That one is a really good film, too. Okay. But it has the same kind of feel as the French Dispatch. Yeah, they all do. I mean, Tannenbaum's is the same way. They all, again, that's that's what he does. Is he, centers, yeah. he centers shots. He has, again, beautiful. This choreography in this film is incredible. The, it is. When they're going back to when they're at the beginning of at the beginning of the Benicio del Toro vignette, mm -hmm. where they're talking about his first artwork that came out, uh, 
and they have that they have this scene where the Adrian Brody, the art dealer who purchases it, is showing it off in, in three or four different places. Yeah. Three to three or four different galleries. And in real life, they're all set up next to each other. And they're full of actors that are all posed in, in relief, like a, you know, like a terrarium. They're all just posed there. Or what, what do you call that? What do you call a... Uh... Still life, I guess? Yeah. I, well, not really. Well, no, it's a... It's like a, a terrarium... So where you like, what do you call it? Where you build something inside a... It doesn't have actual animals and stuff in it. It's, when it's like you, a shadow box? Yeah, like a, yeah, it's all kind of shadow boxy thing. It has yeah. all these characters. Vignettes. And, and it's got three of them set up around each other. And then the camera's in the middle. Yeah. So they're all living this life. They're all doing this performance. And then the camera just quickly pans from one to the other. And it's yeah. all done live. There's no cuts. There's no anything. It's just like this picture here. This picture is surrounded by French people. This picture is in New York, surrounded by fancy New Yorkers. Here's the picture in Kansas, surrounded by Kansas people. Yeah. And it just, uh, and it has those three groups of people all acting and and being around it. And it's the it's one of the most incredible shots in this film that is chock full of just beautiful imagery. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like that. Yeah, I I think my favorite scene that was like all tracking was uh the the hostage hostage situation. Yeah, hostage situation when they're going through the the crack house, I guess. Um, and they're showing everyone and what they're doing, and like when they're, I think the chef sends in the meal. Yeah, and everyone's eating it, and the kid's the only one that's like, "Nah, I'm good," but like well, we that whole see, shot. We don't see the kid refuse the meal. Oh, we don't. We know that he does. We know that he chooses not to later on, but we don't like see that happen. Yeah, but that that whole scene of everyone kind of just eating and having a good time. Good. Yeah, well, going through to to the reveal of where they are keeping the kid in the so in this kidnapping scene from the from the Jeffrey Wright vignette. It's an open set, so we're seeing like the side of a house with one wall missing. Like, like again, like you would have a drawing in Highlights magazine of, you know, so-and-so's yeah. in the kitchen. Dad's upstairs in the study. So-and-so's in the whatever room. And you can just, like, pinpoint it. Yeah. This is, that, this is that film version of it. And it's just panning across from room to room. And we see everybody's activities as it just goes across. It's incredible. It's it is, man. So, it's so well done. He does so much of that. And what's great among the many things that's like just how inventive and how much care he puts into this kind of stuff and how like intentional everything is. Ordinarily, if cinematography that like take can sometimes take you out of a movie. Yeah. If they do something like the 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 extra long shot the super long shot that a lot of filmmakers try to include, they a lot of them try to include it because they just think it's a cool thing that they have to do. Yeah. If you notice the cameraman at all in most movies, it takes you out of it. It's actually a bad thing. You you um, you you stop you stop being immersed in the story, and you start thinking about the technical aspects of how did they do this. Yeah. Um. So generally, it's a detriment, but. Wes Anderson leans into it so hard. Yeah. The 
it's almost like an extra character. Dude, it's, it's yeah. an extra thing to it's an extra you know characteristic to think about the movie. I'm thinking about the technical aspects of it the entire time I'm watching his films, but that doesn't. It's the rare occasion where that doesn't take away. Yeah. Right. That no, I, I get you because I'm thinking of 1917. I think it's 1917. The whole movie that's supposed to be like yeah, one. Yeah, that was Nolan, right? No, he did Dunkirk. What was 1917 no. with somebody else? This is let me see. It's 1917. Yeah. Um, while you look while you look that up, it's you know. Sam Mendes. Mendes. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, that it that movie, yeah, that movie was good. I didn't mind it. Right. But that was a lot. It it felt intense because of that. Yeah. But that's the thing of that's the thing of like you're watching it and you can see the filmmaker and what he's overtly trying to do and it gets like okay you know you're just doing this as like a uh, ego boost to yourself. It's not it's not it doesn't really serve the story or whatever. But but because Wes Anderson is so stylized and he's so like he's not presenting real life. Yeah. He's definitely presenting these weird little stories and he's framing it in a, in a, a particular way. He has a very clear aesthetic. Because of that, whenever whenever you notice like that Jeffrey Wright 9-minute shot that goes through all those different rooms and it's so and there's so many actors and it's so well choreographed you're watching it going like oh when's the, when's there going to be a cut when's there going to be a cut you you love every second of it i love yeah, every second it's a little ride it's a little ride through an amusement park yeah yeah but in in a good way yeah amusement you're not going <laughs> amusement park is usually a criticism for films that come out uh, no cuz it feels like nostalgia like for me at least yeah like seeing all those films you're like where is it going to happen and is it gonna ha? Because like, does it make sense? Is it gonna ha? What was that? You just, oh, sorry. You didn't finish the word "happen." You just trailed off. Sorry. I wasn't interrupting Why, you. <laughs> is it gonna ha? I'm getting used to the, the in-ear audio, audio, and okay. it's freaking me out. I'm like, what am I saying? Sorry, you sound you sound good, and it's gonna be <sighs> it's gonna be. We're gonna fix it in post. <laughs> uh, but no, it's so funny. Yeah, it's it's such a anyway. This is great. The side by side Owen Wilson's bicycle shots. Yeah, it's got him filming from the front. Front. So they have the camera like mounted to the front of the bike, and then it cuts to <laughs> somebody wearing like a chest operated camera and pedaling the bike and just seeing. I mean, it, I could talk about the shots in this movie, this entire ep. I mean, I could talk about it all day. It was so. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um it's so good this you know, they do a lot of side by side stuff in Wes Anderson movies. Awesome. Um The colors, man. The color oh, choices yeah. for like every shot scene. All thought out, man. So careful. Like everything about uh, um <laughs> I I just like it so much. Like his color coordination, color theory that's in this, it's yeah. like solid. Yeah, and you're a guy. You're a color guy. I mean, you're an artist. You're a visual yeah, artist. Yeah, so I like color. I don't use color in my art, but I appreciate it somewhat. That's right. Your most of your stuff is what mostly black and white. Yeah, most. Yeah. You're not a color, but I, I've heard. I just heard of. I just heard the phrase color theory for the first time like less than a year ago. Oh fuck! Man. But I, you know, I don't. I so I'm, again, I'm not a visual art guy, but I do see like how they 
compare and they find like this color is the inverse of you yeah. know this is color wheel yeah it's well just crossing them yeah all that kind of stuff like we have yeah. we have mario luigi wario and waluigi <laughs> we just have our four yeah our how, all you how they relate to each other uh, but yeah i think the color used in this the practical file the practical, these practical, Dude. these special effects are not special effects. Practical effects are better. I guess they are special effects. They're better than anything. The, you know, again in the behind the scenes, which you can see on HBO Max. Go watch this movie, um, and then go watch the behind the scenes on HBO Max. That's like twelve minutes. They show how that scene of uh, Owen Wilson's riding his bike around, and some kids like hit him and knock him off <laughs> the bike, and then the bike keeps going perfectly. Yeah. And you can see, and it happens all behind a tree. So, like, he's getting knocked off as he's as the tree's passing in front, and then the bike just keeps going. Yeah, it goes see, off. Yeah, and you can see they did it. They did it practical. They had two bikes when they nice. got, when they. It was a dolly shot, a continuous shot. Uh, Owen Wilson gets gets attacked uh, behind the tree. You assume he's falling off. You see the bike. You bike see, you see bike through. number two continue because they're and they're pulling it on a string. With nobody oh, fuck. It. Yeah. yeah. They're just pulling it on a string with nobody riding it, keeping it upright. It's incredible. That's really the, cool. The backgrounds. Dude, the backgrounds. The, the, the backgrounds that move back and forth as they're like, like old-timey plays and stuff like that. Dude, yeah, man. You know, like, I'm, I'm walking, but it's really just a, a, a continuous oh, thing. Oh, a reel? Yeah, it's just a reel <laughs> going by you. That, to me... Even though it's very clear, yeah, that it's a background and it looks old timey and everything, that looks better than the most expensive CGI. To yeah, me, I agree. I mean, they should just do that in superhero movies. Like, just do that. It, it looks so much better than anything <sighs> than anything a computer can do. I understand that. I get you, but. This works in this film because of what we've expected. Like, it has, expectations have nothing to do with it. I, th I think I think they do. We just don't realize it. I realize it. I I, I, I think I didn't. You know, again, I just I it, the fact that it looks real but worse looks better than computerized and perfect. I get that, but Wes Anderson has that star style. Sorry. Uh, fuck, man. That's going to fuck me up a lot. Is it that? Uh, that <laughs> but I think he has that style that just works with it. It just is perfect for what he makes. It's like Tarantino couldn't do that. I mean, he yeah, has, yeah. but it's in his own style. And I don't think Marvel could do that. They don't have the budget like to make it right. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, sorry. Something just popped up on my computer. It's weird. Um, that's, you know, that's, well, Marvel uses, these big studios use computer animated stuff because, because computer graphic, you know, people that work on the computers, they're cheaper, they're not union. <laughs> so they they're can, not union. They can film at, they can, they can, they film as much as they can in front of a green screen. So they don't have to pay set design. They don't have to pay, uh, they don't have to pay artists. costume. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to pay costume artists. And then they throw everything in front of some computer guy who works for contract, you know, works for contract probably, so they don't have to pay him benefits. 
Yeah. They farm it out to these like farms and they just they just make this nonsense that's like and that's why they just are churning out okay, this turns out to okay, I tried to say I wasn't gonna do this, but they they're just churning out this bad stuff that all looks terrible because it's the cheapest way they can do it and um and they don't they don't care about how it looks. Uh and they yeah. don't want well, they, anybody, do. they don't want to pay anybody like you know, artist wages that they deserve. So let's just all send it to a computer, you know, send it to computer people. That's fair. Um, which I think is bad for the industry. I think it's bad for films. I think it creates bad films. I think and then also, people will just deal with it. There's going to be people that are like, I go to the movies for this. People that watch Marvel movies aren't watching a Wes Anderson film. That's not The true. majority. But that's not true. I mean, millions and millions of people watch, you know, Marvel movies. Yeah, I'm, but the point is, like, There's definitely... the thought and care that's put into the into Wes Anderson films, it's just different. And people that appreciate it are going to watch it no matter what. Does that make sense? Like, Marvel movies are gonna, a dime a dozen. A Wes Anderson film coming out is like a Tarantino film. I think You're going to so. be excited about it. I think I'm going to be excited about it, but most most people are more excited about this year's Marvel film. 100%. Um, but the thing is... And, and the yeah. other... Again, the other bad thing that Disney does is with their big properties, Disney, Marvel, especially the Marvel stuff, they, you know, they impose those restrictions on theaters. If you want to show our film, it has to occupy 40% of it, your screens. Yeah, 40, 50, 50, whatever the percentage is, which means you can't, you know... They won't let you show enough other films. They want to yeah. have that monopoly. And, of course, Dude. Cinemark and, and AMC, yeah. the, the big chains, yeah. they are prepared for that. But for any theater that's owned by <laughs> human beings and not a <laughs> corporation, yeah. that presents a problem. Now, they that can't is. they can't get the biggest movie of the year, yeah. the fucking next Spider-Man. They can't get that unless they agree that... The contract five of their eight screens are showing it yeah. and they might want to show other stuff too, but now they can't. So they either yeah, miss yeah. out on, we got to miss out on all the money by not showing fucking, uh, by not showing Dr. Strange and, or we can't show anything else basically. Yeah. Um, and that hurts films that hurts the options that we have to go see stuff. Um, and then when you do go see these fucking Marvel movies, again, 90% of it was made on a dude with a fucking MacBook who wasn't on set. He got sent he got sent the 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 Photoshop files of here's what Doctor Strange's costume has to look like. Yeah. You know, so make sure you make sure, just make it twist with his body and we have a fucking movie now. Congratulations, another billion dollars in the bank. The other thing yeah. is People are going to go see these Marvel movies. It's been 12 years since, or 13 years since. I'm, I'm going to go watch them. Yeah, you're going to go watch them. Everybody's going to watch them. So why are they still doing these predatory practices on cinemas? <laughs> I think. Like, they think they're not going to make a billion dollars if they don't force every theater to, to have 50%. Like, you're going to make the money. No, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not. You are. You are. There's no, there's no loss. But it's weird, too. I don't know, man. That's a good point. You're making a valid yeah. point. And, and, I mean, one of the things they do it is 
one of the reasons why they do it is a because they're bullies and they can but b that that makes people that aren't paying attention to like you know again the film industry and what yeah, that kind of shit if you're just a person you look at it, it's like like oh there's another superhero movie wow this one's on like eight screens at my local theater uh they have they're showing they got show times every 30 minutes like this must be a big deal everybody's yeah. talking about all the news is, all the news is talking about how much money it made wow it must be great i guess i got to go see this i don't want to i don't nah. want to not know what this cultural icon is all about i don't think people care that much anymore i think the theaters are dying you man. say that spider-man is the top grossing movie of all time oh, okay shit I thought it was the end game, but I no Spider Man beat it. Holy shit! The new Spider Man. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I heard it. I heard it like beat it. it got to got I mean, to the top. I saw it twice. I'll put, a, so... I'll put a graphic up on the screen right now. Uh, That's fair. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll no, no, you're we'll probably find, right. We'll find I out agree. right now when I put the graphic up. But that's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, it's it's likely I'm wrong. But my principles are <laughs> my still principles high. are unimpeachable. <laughs> is that Again, they're you're you're gonna make the money. Most of the country wants to see you. You could abandon these these bully tactics, and if you're Disney, you can abandon these bully tactics, and you won't you will not lose money. There's plenty of corporate cinemas that want to show your films, that want to do that anyways. Yeah. You know. Again, they could do it, but they just don't yeah. want to because well, the thing they're is, like, evil. Dude, I went to Cinemark, and the artist in film was Batman, the Batman. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, that's the film that they're showing as the indie film. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, isn't that weird? Isn't that a little... What was, yeah, what no. was in the theater that wasn't the artist the artist in film? Cinemark, would, Cinemark has, like, one screen dedicated to art films? I guess. Let me see. Let me see. Let me, let me verify. Uh, Either way, I could go. I can go off on this forever, um, at least until it changes. But anyway, Disney's evil. Kathleen Kennedy's evil. Um, all this kind of stuff. Sorry, looking this up real quick. While you're looking that up, go for it. Um, there was a little bit of CGI, so. There was a little bit of, of computer editing in this film that I found out about uh, from that from that um, the twelve minute behind the scenes, which was on that incredible nine minute tracking shot of of Jeffrey Wright in the police station as he's looking for as he's looking for the police chief and he's walking through all these scenes and he's all these actors that that you know whatever. There's uh, and the camera's on a dolly and it's going forward and backwards and turning and it's just going everywhere and it's awesome. There's I noticed one scene. He walks towards the camera, and then like the dolly backs up. As he as he tries to turn one direction, mm-hmm. and then he changes his mind, and he the camera and him go back forward and then they go left. In real life, when the camera backed up that much. It would have seen the dolly. It Track. would have seen the dolly tracks on the floor in front of him, because he yeah. walks up right up to where the dolly tracks end. In the final cut, you just see the beautiful floor, tile yeah. floor. 
in the in the behind the scenes you see that he's standing right so they they digitally that's the that's the way to use digital editing yeah. is little stuff like that just cut out uh cut out the bones cut out the yeah you know cut out the, the shit that will stuff take you out of it yeah cut out the dolly thing on the floor if you can't frame it in a way where we don't right. see the floor yeah can't fit it in um but other than that little stuff like that yeah little stuff like that that nobody would ever notice that's the way to use C- cgi in, in movies i think yeah, that's uh, fair i thought that was great i agree um let's talk about uh so the moses rosenthal scene which was that was benicio del toro's character yeah there's one question i have on it that maybe they never addressed so i'm not even sure what's going on but there was two characters there was two actors that were moses rosenthal benicio del toro is not the real moses rosenthal right i don't know man what were, i that's the one thing that confused me and i i like that they didn't explain it unless they kind of did well um unless i'm missing something missing some interpretation but the idea is Benicio del Toro Mo, plays Moses Rosenthal. Moses is in Moses Rosenthaler. Mo, Moises. Moses is in prison for killing two people in a bar fight. <laughs> yeah. It flashes back to the bar fight, and it's a different. It's not Benicio del Toro. It's not young Benicio del Toro. It's a completely different guy, and they even show them trading seats in. Did you in Did you? in the prison? So. Either Benicio del Toro's character is willingly taking the place of the actual murder, Moses Rosenthaler, and then he becomes a famous artist afterwards using the assumed name of somebody else that was in. Or was that swapping of the seats? Was that to like imply his going from youth to old age? I, I, I didn't get what they were trying to tell me. I... I think it might have been youth. Yeah, that's actually... I didn't think of it that way. What did you think of it? I... I I thought it was... I, that made sense, but I was also a little confused. Yeah. Because it was, like, so quick. I was like, oh, shit, what's going on? But it was, like, it, it still carried on the film pretty well. Okay. So that's why I was like, I guess it could be an age thing, just yeah. him growing up. It wasn't a big deal. I just wasn't I just wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, um, it wasn't made clear to us, the viewer. Yeah. Um makes sense. Yeah. Let's talk about I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean I just I watched it more recently than you did. No, I watched it this past was it Friday? Oh really? Okay. Well, yeah, I yeah. watched it Monday. I don't remember when I watched it, but pretty recently. Whenever I was texting okay. you about it. Okay, um, that's fair. I love I love the uh, I mean, real quick, the aspect ratio. I love how he messes with. I mean, I love how it's it's four three for most of the film. Like it's yeah. letterbox on the sides. You know, the black black bars on the side. Um, he just doesn't doesn't care about about what you would think a filmmaker needs to care about, and it makes it. Yeah, he switches it up a bit. Yeah, um, Trevor Rice, great. Let's talk about my boy, Timo, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet well, again. I have not seen a bad Timothy Chalamet film. Um, you will. All right. I, I, maybe. <laughs> Everybody has a bad one. But Timothy <laughs> Chalamet has the potential to be a Leo DiCaprio where, like, this dude makes only good movies. 
I don't know, man. He's gonna be like the new Willy Wonka. I don't know oh. how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm cutting this part out. I'm, cu- I'm cutting this part out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that wrong. I'm cutting this whole thing out. I'm not, I never said that. I'm not gonna Timothy be Chalamet this wrong. Is mortal like the rest of us, and he makes mistakes all the time. Uh, damn it! I it's forgot, a kid. I forgot about it's a kid. what's it called? It's called. I think it's like Wonka. Wonka. Yeah, we have to see young. Young Willy Wonka. We have to see Willy Wonka as like a teenager. God damn it. Well, I think he's like 20s. I think he has the factory. I think he's working hard. He's got the Oompa Loompas going full. That makes me so yeah. fucking angry. This sucks. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> well, who knows? It could be like a Tim Burton. You know, it could. That's bad. Actually, yeah, that's that was what, bad. That's what Fuck. we mean when we say bad. <laughs> but Tim Burton used to be good. Like Edward Scissorhands. Fucking amazing. Practical effects? Done right. I'm not going to say amazing, but it is good. I don't like how Tim Burton... <coughs> Tim Burton's okay. The first Batman was great. Yeah. Uh, some Tim Burton stuff's okay. I don't like... I don't like most Tim Burton stuff. Oh, that's fine. And most Johnny Depp stuff, which those two guys do everything They're best together. friends. So yeah. I, I don't care for... I don't like his... I don't like, I don't like his aesthetic of everything has to be weird. He's another stylistic guy where everything's kind of the same. Uh, I get that people like it. He's certainly he's he's certainly no, he's he's not Michael Bay, as far as being bad. Michael Bay's yeah. bad. T- Tim Burton, I don't like, but that's two different things. Right, I fair. think he, I can say Tim Burton's probably good, but I don't like it or anything he does. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hate the what's the animation one? Uh, Halloween. I hate Halloween. Um. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Halloween? The one with Mike... Mike. No, Is it not, Mike Myers? I knew it wasn't that. I was just trying to think the guy with the <laughs> I know, I skeleton you. face. Um, and then what's the other one? Corpse Bride? Terrible. Loved I, Corpse Bride. It, it's just... So good. It's just dog shit. It it's just sucks. beautiful. It's one of the... It's not... You, it's one of the... Animated it's films? one of the what? Stop motion. It's fucking amazing. One of my favorites. Yeah, 100%. Uh, fucking... Adam Scott's st- stop motion film from Parks and Rec was better. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was uh, fun on its own thing. Celebrity Deathmatch is better stop motion than anything fucking Tim Burton's ever done. Shut I haven't up. seen that shit for, oh my god, it's been a while. I know, they should bring it back. They should, man. I think they did for clay, a little bit. The clay stop motion stuff. Robot Chicken is better stop motion. I mean, yeah, was, I got a whole list. <laughs> I'll just keep I can go for hours. Here's, <laughs> what's, here's what's better than Tim Burton. <laughs> no, whatever. He's fine. Uh, Timothy Chalamet was awesome in this. Francis yeah. McDormand, great. Christoph Waltz makes in a brief appearance. Yeah. Awesome. And he's so yeah. so small, he just is like a, a very brief character. I think uh, almost everyone from his past films have been in this film, I think. Almost. Yeah. I think the only one that wasn't was Edward Norton. Edward Norton was in it. Oh, he was? Oh, shit. Was in this film? Yeah. Yeah. He's the kidnapper. Oh, you're right. Fuck. He's the bad guy. Bad. He's the bad guy from the from the, the Jeffrey yeah. Wright vignette. Goddamn. Um, yeah. I think everyone's been in it then. That's crazy. This was no... No, this was Timothy Chalamet's first... No, no, but everyone from his past films. Oh, you mean, you're saying that they didn't miss anybody? I think so, No, man. Danny Glover wasn't in this one. Fuck. Um... No, he wasn't. Yeah, Danny Glover wasn't in this film. 
Um, oh. So that's not. It can't be everybody. Dude. That's that's a crazy thing to say. It was it was a lot of fucking people. It's a lot. I mean, that's the thing. He always uses the same people. Eh, that's, true. that's his. That's his thing. They and what's really cool. They all like. They live like all in the same hotel, kind of like a kind of like a dorm situation. They all eat meals all at the same time. Um, you know, Bill Murray is like Bill Murray and Timothy Chalamet eat the same meal at the same time. Like it's just it's all part of like they're just all in it together. Yeah. And nobody nobody gets to stay like, you know, oh, I don't want to live with the cast while we're filming in France. I'm going to rent a villa for myself and hang out uh, and I'll just I'll I'll have a chauffeur drive me to work. No, you're not. You're staying in the hotel with everybody else. <laughs> and we're all eating in the big dining room, every, you know. It's like a family type thing, which is again, I don't know. I I don't know if that's good or it's not inherently good or bad, but it is cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's cool that It's these, like Tarantino. Yeah. Where he has like everyone wearing shit or having pockets like full of like watches and shit that matter to that character. It's oh yeah, insane. yeah. I like it, that. And again, it it lends itself more to like this play atmosphere because these yeah. people all exist together in real life. Yeah. There's nobody in the film that's not, you know, there's nobody in the film that was they filmed his scenes in L.A. and then they CGI'd him into fucking whatever. You know, what I mean? they just yeah. They're all together. It's just real. Yeah. Um, Wait, what do you rate this? I mean, I re- I recommend it highly. I, I'll, okay. I'll tell anybody to watch it. Oh, yeah. I, I This is, of all the films we've done, and I don't know what episode, what order our episodes are coming out in. Yeah. But this is probably the eighth or ninth, maybe tenth we've recorded. Okay. Um, and we've only, at, at this point, we've only put out two episodes of the two, show. Yeah. Um, but of all the 10 episodes we've watched, this is the one I, I recommend the highest bar none. Absolutely. Go, go watch this film. Okay. What about you? You, you have your number system. Yeah. Um, I give this, I give this a six, man. You gotta be fucking <laughs> kidding me. <laughs> I give it a six, man. It's not, I'm you reading gave this. Batman, you gave the Batman a 7.9. Like you, you, you were begging yourself to give it an 8. How <laughs> dare you? I, How I give this a 6. dare you I, give I, this a 6? You should go watch it. I should, But I don't think this is one of his best films. And that's where I'm like, mm. Is the Batman one of Matt Reeves' best films? Now? Kind of, yeah. That, that your number system is... It's... Completely, <laughs> it's completely flawed. This is unacceptable that that you would. You're like, I, I can't give it an eight. I, it's, I mean, if I if I yeah, seven point nine, it has to be. I know because I just was editing the Batman episode last night. It comes out tomorrow. I was doing all the editing last night, and I'm watching it, and I was like, I so badly want to give it an eight, but I'm gonna control. I'm gonna control myself and give it a seven. Amen. Here we are. What you know? The French Dispatch. This beautiful, well acted, uh, well shot piece of art. You're like, that's yeah, a six. Fucking whatever. <laughs> I don't see it like that. Animal. It's not like it's it's a six because I expect expect more. What expect like I, <laughs> what what more is there to do? I, the, mainly they had just the animation. This, we got that. They did. We got that. And the animation I like, which is the the drawn animation, so it wasn't even like yeah. it wasn't even like that three um, D like Shrek Pixar typey stuff. It was yeah. it was like 
hand-drawn cartoon hand looking. Yeah. Obviously, they do it on computers, but it looks like hand-drawn. Hand yeah. Which was awesome. Uh, that was that was how they that was how they did the 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 chase scene and the kidnapping and all that kind of yeah. stuff and the shooting and going through the town. They didn't film an actual chase scene; they just did it animated, and it's great. It works. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's charming. It has this little thing to it. Um, because six. Timothy Chalamet hooks up with an old lady and a girl his age, just back to back. He's crushing it. <laughs> I, you know. Um, I understand. I I get why you like it. It just didn't flow as well as I wanted it to. Yeah, wanted it to. Yeah. Four hundred local French. I don't know the name of the town, Angoulême or whatever. I don't know where the. It's actually a real little town. They changed the name of it for the film, but it's the actual town. Um, they casted like over a thousand locals to be extras. Oh shit! Four hundred people worked construction on this film. That's a lot of fucking people. Building sets, um, building sets. You know, building like the dolly tracks and all this kind of stuff. They employed four hundred people plus thousands of extras. Yeah. Uh, they worked so hard to make this beautiful, and you're giving it a six. You. This podcast should be take. You should. I might, you know, I might put you in timeout. I might have to do a couple solo episodes. I might have to kick you off the show for a few weeks because this is <laughs> my returns. Like everyone's like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I know. We have we literally have twenty views on our first episode. Like it's you know, people. People won't even recognize. Like, why is that? Like, oh, is it just this guy now? Yeah, maybe it was always just one guy. I yeah. there was guy. Who knows what they're doing? They haven't been doing this long enough to have a to have a rhythm that we're all familiar with. That's fair, uh, but no, I, I give it a six. Yeah. I want to give it more. I do. So give it more. Nobody's I, stopping I, you. I, I, I can't, I, man. I'm actively encouraging I, you to give it more. That's yeah, still. Oh, you should go see it. I, that's like a still a recommendation, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a fucking three or four. Ladies and gentlemen of Let's Get Trashed world. What are we gonna call our audience? The I don't know, man. The trash pile. Trash cans. I don't know. The, the the trash pile. <laughs> the tra uh, the dumpster fires. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen out there in the pile, you're watching. Let's get trashed. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry. This is the level of film criticism <laughs> that we're bringing to you. I really thought we would be better than this. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's gonna be the end of this app. Steve rates it a six. Follow him uh, on Instagram at StepOnHen. Uh, you can also follow him on Letterboxd at StepOnHen. Or you can follow the show on Instagram and Letterboxd. Uh, Letterboxd is a cool app, and I'm going to be updating our show account with all of our ratings and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so look at the stars and then also read the description. The stars are a, you know, a, f a fraction of what Steve is. So when Steve gives something a six, that's three stars. If he gives it a seven, that's three and a half stars. Simple math. Um, so that's let's get trashed pod on Instagram. Let's get trashed on Letterboxd. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Tazo Drums. You can follow me on my new Twitter account at Nick Tazo. I might add drums to it later, but for right now, just at Nick Tazo on Twitter. And then, uh, of course, right. of course, please, for more educated film content, uh, like and subscribe. Leave a comment, please. That actually really helps us. Also, we want to read comments. Tell us something. Yeah, let's see some uh, shit. Tell, tell us that I'm a bully and that Steve is right. Yeah. That's what we want to hear. That's what we want to see. Yeah. 
That's uh, what we know is right. Yeah. Tell us, say no, Nick, you should be in timeout for <laughs> appreciating, you know, physical art done difficultly, whatever. We should just do a movie marathon where it's just Marvel and just me. We're not going to do it. I don't want to do that. No, you're not there. You, you can watch all of those. <laughs> Uh, at some point, we want to do some TikTok stuff. Maybe you can do Marvel TikTok stuff. No, I'm not doing Marvel TikTok. To, to do, that's already a lane that's like full cool steam, and I'm like, not hopping on that. To do stuff like, here's the stuff Nick won't let me do on the show. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm talking about the new Pixar movie, or I'm talking about the new superhero thing. Nick won't yeah. let me, so I have to do my own show on TikTok. What if I get more views? People are like, who's this guy? He's yeah, doing amazing shit. 1,000% you'll get more views. <laughs> that's fine. Bring those people, bring your <laughs> army of Marvel fans to our YouTube channel so they can all hate me. You're going to get death threats. Yeah, good. <laughs> I want to die, and <laughs> I feed off the negativity, all right? Bring it on. Oh, God damn it. Oh, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a that's gonna be a phone call for my mom. Why did you say you wanted to die? <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Let's get trashed. Uh, we'll see you at the next one. Yeah. Like and subscribe. <laughs> leave a comment.